welcome once again to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy to be here on this Thursday. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Christie's Cafe, the Man in the Mirror podcast, and Local Grounds Coffee Company. On the show today, we had an NBA Finals preview last night. Jimmy Garoppolo gets a second opinion. He will not require surgery. He will be out seven to eight weeks. Could he be back in time if the San Francisco 49ers make a deep run into the playoffs? And Aaron Judge decides to stay with the New York Yankees. As a San Francisco Giants fan, I was very optimistic. But oh well. All right. Well, I just want to make an announcement on this show. Tomorrow is going to be the debut of my high school basketball show. Well, I will break down all the basketball teams in the Chattahoochee Valley. We've got some massive games. As I'm winding down the high school football season, we have state championships that are actually starting today, including the Harris County flag football girls team in the state championship as early as 11 o'clock this morning. But Schley County is taking on Bowden at 5 p.m. today for the state championship at Center Park Stadium. And so I'm going to make that transition from high school football to high school basketball as we have got some massive games that are happening this week to include the defending 4A state champions, the Spencer Green Wave. Now, because of the reclassification, they are in 2A. They are taking on the Shaw Raiders this Friday. Always a pleasure. And then right now, we do have the Sports Visions 15th Annual High School and Junior High Awards Luncheon going on right now at the St. Luke's Ministry Center. And uh, I was going to go. I really wanted to be in attendance, but I had another obligation. But I'm really excited about recapping that award show and finding out all the hardware that these student-athletes are going to get. And they've just had an incredible season and really want to recognize the state champions, the St. Ampicelli Vikings. They are actually having a pep rally next week. And, you know, I've had the athletic director and the basketball coach, Corey Black, on the show. And I've had Dave Plata on the show as well. He is the play-by-play announcer for the St. Ampicelli Vikings. And I've had Rex Castillo the color commentator for the St. Ampicelli Vikings. They've had a great season. Their basketball team is in action this weekend. They're taking on Calvary Christian. Thrift Berenger will have the call. He is the play-by-play announcer for the St. Ampicelli Vikings. And I'm really excited about recapping all the action in the Chattahoochee Valley when it comes to basketball. They do have some basketball tournaments that are going on. And then I also want to remind you that next week, the Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars will start conference play as the Cougars and Lady Cougars will take on Augusta University on the road and then their first home game. It's actually an afternoon game at the Lumpkin Center where the women's Lady Cougars basketball team will tip things off at the Lander Center at 1.30 p.m., followed by the men at 3.30 p.m., and you can catch these games on Cougar Radio, 88.5 WCUG. Scott Miller with call on the broadcast for the Cougars and Lady Cougars, which have actually had a pretty decent season so far. 
I know it's early, but the Lady Cougars with a 5-1 and one record, the Cougars basketball team with a 5-2 and two record, they are on the road this Friday night in Tuskegee, Alabama to take on Tuskegee University, and then they will travel to Fairfield, Alabama to take on Miles College. Back in action in Augusta on Monday, and then we will have that game for you at the Lumpkin Center on Thursday. And then they'll get a little bit of a holiday break before they go into more conference foes. Just proud of the work that head coach Robert Moore and head coach Matt Hauser has done all season with the Cougars and Lady Cougars. So good luck to them. We're going to go ahead and transition from Columbus State to LaGrange. LaGrange College is one of those Schools that I cover here on this podcast with it being in the Chattahoochee Valley. And I guess this is kind of a rivalry game, but the Lady Panthers fall to Point University last night, 60-43. to LaGrange College is 5-3 on the season. Point goes to 6-4. Point being an NAIA school and LaGrange College being NCAA Division three, I got me thinking... I really wish that this could be a rivalry game. Like, they schedule this every year. That's what I'd like to see. The Lady Panthers are back in action on Friday, December the 30th. So they have a long Christmas break. Now let's talk about the Panthers basketball team, who's 5-3 and three on the season. As they fell to Emory, the number 21 ranked team in NCAA Division Three. And they fell at the Mariotti Gymnasium 86-68 to on Wednesday. And it was a, a close competitive game in that first half. But then Emory pulled away. And Emory goes to 7-1 and on the season. The Panthers at 5-3. and They were led by the scoring of Zach Hill with 18 points. Kyle Smith chipped in with 15 points and 10 rebounds. And the LaGrange men's basketball team will be in action the next time will they'll be in action friday december the 16th against mississippi university for women a team that they were able to win against 72 67 so this game will be friday december the 16th at the mariotti gymnasium tip-off will be at 12 o'clock eastern And then they get ready for a big tournament in Naples, Florida. And then they'll be back in action at the Mariotti Gymnasium. Not until January the 17th. So they have a long road trip. Good luck to the Panthers this year. And everything that they are doing, I'm just excited about both teams. Last night action in the NBA, the New York Knicks defeated the depleted Atlanta Hawks 113-89. The Hawks lost DeJounte Murray when he sprained his ankle after three minutes into the game. They were already without two starters, John Collins and DeAndre Hunter. I like how A.J. Griffin does get some playing time, and he looks like a promising rookie. But Trey Young's not going to be able to do this all by himself. The Atlanta Hawks are 13-12. and They are a borderline playoff team at best. They will take on the Brooklyn Nets this Friday and the Brooklyn Nets were able to get a big win over the Charlotte Hornets. Some of the other matchups, the Orlando Magic win over the Los Angeles Clippers, 116-111. to 111. Paolo Boncaro, who's my favorite to win Rookie of the Year, 
having a great season so far. 23 points. He is the top rookie in the NBA. The Lakers, without majority of their starters in the lineup, led by Dennis Schroeder's 18 points, they fell to the Toronto Raptors 126 to 113. Thanks to Pascal Siakam's 25 points and 10 rebounds, he was a catalyst on that championship team for the Toronto Raptors in 2019. And the Raptors are a very good team. They seem like, you know, they've got it together. But the big game of the night was what I think the preview of the NBA Finals, the Boston Celtics, 125-98 to in Phoenix. That was very surprising. These two teams have the best records in their conferences. The Celtics go to 21-5. and And I think that the Boston Celtics are to win the NBA championship. I honestly do. This team is very special. Jalen Brown had 25 points. The big question is if they meet Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals, if Milwaukee was at full strength, could they beat the Boston Celtics? They almost did last year in the playoffs. The Memphis Grizzlies, they just continue winning 16-9 on the season. Zaire Williams makes his debut. They are going to be without Desmond Bain. They got a lot of great pieces that complement John Morant. And I think the Grizzlies have a good team so far. You've got the Utah Jazz were able to beat the Golden State Warriors 124 to 123. That was a very exciting game. Jordan Poole had 36 points for the defending champions. The Milwaukee Bucks pulled away against the Sacramento Kings 126 to 113. And Giannis with 35 points. Milwaukee right now Second place in the Eastern Conference, looking at the teams in the NBA that could make a deep run in the playoffs. You got Boston and Milwaukee. I think they're going to be on a collision course to meet in the Eastern Conference Finals. Right behind them is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think the addition of Donovan Mitchell has made the difference. The Brooklyn Nets could start to pull away. And then the Atlanta Hawks right now would be the fifth seed at 13-12. and And they've been very disappointing, but they could still sneak into the playoffs and could make a deep run. I mean, very disappointing teams like Philadelphia and Miami and uh, Chicago. Chicago was a team that made the playoffs last year. They're 10 and 14. They haven't really done anything. Over in the Western Conference, it is stacked because right now the New Orleans Pelicans have the best record in the Western Conference. And with a healthy Zion Williamson, he could be an MVP candidate if the New Orleans Pelicans have a very good regular season, but they have never made the playoffs with Zion. Could they make a deep run in the playoffs? Usually these unexperienced teams don't do well in the playoffs, but it is a tight race in the Western Conference, and the defending champs right now are in 10th place. They would just get into the play-in game. The Lakers, right, right there, they are two games back. Uh, but Minnesota that made the playoffs last year, a disappointing 12-12, and 12, it is stacked in the Western Conference. I talked about the surprise of the Sacramento Kings. Portland is starting to reel off. They have lost seven of their last 10. They are 13-11. And when are the Clippers going to start turning it up? With a healthy Kawhi and a healthy Paul George, I think that the Los Angeles Clippers could make some noise in the playoffs. Hey, I got to talk about the World Cup because we do have quarterfinals tomorrow. Croatia taking on Brazil at 10 a.m., followed by the Netherlands and Argentina. 
On Saturday, you got England taking on France. And then the surprise of the World Cup, Morocco taking on Portugal. I want to see an all-Portugal-Argentina final. What a way that would wrap up this World Cup if Lionel Messi went up against Cristiano Ronaldo. But I think Brazil is overdue. They have not won a World Cup since 2002. And I think it's going to be Brazil and France. Huge fan of Mbappe. He's already got nine goals in his World Cup career. He's only had two World Cups. Only 23 years old. He is the best soccer player in the world right now. Hey, I want to talk a little bit about the Columbus River Dragons in action. They're probably already up there in Michigan. Taking on the Port Huron Prowlers for a two-game series. Then they will be back in action next week at the Columbus Civic Center against the Elmira Mammoth. Right now, the River Dragons are the only show in town. The Columbus Rapids men and women's team will have a friendly on December the 29th. And then their first regular season game in the NISL will take place on January the 20th against the Memphis Americans. Their first home game will be on the pitch at the Columbus Civic Center on February the 1st against the Fayetteville Fury. I'm excited about year two. We had a very popular live show at Ivy Park on Tuesday night. You listened to the broadcast here on WQEE yesterday. Had a lot of great guests, including the general manager for the Columbus Rapids, Warren from Vestazen. And I've had a just a blast calling those Columbus State soccer games with him. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he has got in store for both the men and the women's team in year two in the NISL, which is going to be a little bit different this year. They got five teams. The Rome Gladiators have decided to take a year off. But with the two new expansion teams, the Tampa Bay Strikers and the Central Florida Crusaders, we do know the playoff format. It's going to be three teams making it into the playoffs. Last year, all four teams got to make the playoffs. So two teams are going to be staying home this year. The team with the best overall record in the NISL will get the first round by, and the number two seed will take on the number three seed, and then they will meet in the NISL championship. Last year for the women, the Memphis Americans won the inaugural championship in the NISL, and the men for the Fayetteville Fury won the championship in the NISL. Baseball moves happening all across Major League Baseball. I don't think they're calling it the winter meetings, You know, I talked about on the last show that Trey Turner went to the Phillies and got Jacob DeGrom going to the Texas Rangers. You have Justin Verlander going to the Mets. Well, Aaron Judge is going to stay put in New York. He has signed a massive deal with the New York Yankees, $80 million to stay in the Bronx. I thought maybe he would have went to the San Francisco Giants. But Aaron Judge, who's been as big as as Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, he is larger than life. And when baseball needs stars, he is the biggest star in New York. So they had to get the deal done. He hit over 60 home runs in the regular season. And he is the Yankees' biggest star. So why not get that deal done? Meanwhile, you got Wilson Contreras going from the Cubs to the Cardinals. Cody Bellinger, he's been a giant killer for the Dodgers. He signs a big deal with the Chicago Cubs. And the Braves closer, Kenley Jansen, 
signs a deal with the Boston Red Sox. And then the shortstop, Xander Bogarts, who has been a staple for the Boston Red Sox for years, is headed to the San Diego Padres for a $280 million deal, which makes me beg the question, what about the market for Dansby Swanson? Can the Braves afford to keep him? Well, here's what I think is going to happen. I think that Von Grissom is going to be the new shortstop for Atlanta, and Dansby is probably going to go elsewhere. Maybe the Chicago Cubs might be with the Cardinals, but we shall see. I don't think that Dansby Swanson, as much as we want to keep him, the Braves have gone through this before with Freddie Freeman. Remember last year they had the lockout. But I think that Dansby Swanson is going to go to another team. We had some college basketball action over the last couple of days. Georgia and Georgia Tech played on Tuesday night. Talked a little bit about this on the show. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, no problem getting the victory over Georgia, 79-77. to Georgia falls to 6-2, and and Georgia Tech falls to 6-3. and Their next game is going to be this Saturday taking on the North Carolina Tar Heels, who were the preseason number one. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, they fall out of the rankings, and they are 5-4. and four. It's their first ACC game. And then the Georgia Bulldogs, who have already exceeded expectations. They are 7-3, and three, taking on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who are 7-2. and two. The holiday hoops giving. Top 25 action last night in college basketball. Number four, Purdue. No problem with Hofstra, 85-66. to 66. Purdue is a dark horse to reach the Final Four. Undefeated at 9-0, Zach Eady, the talented center with 23 points. The Tennessee Volunteers, 8-1. They are ranked number seven. They beat Eastern Kentucky, 84-49. to 49. The Indiana Hoosiers, they did fall in the rankings after losing their first game to Rutgers. It was a huge upset. They had no problem against Nebraska, 81-65. Taking on Arizona this week in the Las Vegas Clash, and then next week on the 17th of December, they get ready for a big game against the Kansas Jayhawks, the defending NCAA champions. And then UConn, which, would you consider UConn a blue blood? I mean, they've won three NCAA titles. The UConn Huskies are 10-0. They are ranked 5th. They are really the surprise team so far in college basketball. They were able to beat the Florida Gators 75-54. to Florida 6-4 without their head coach, Mike White, which I think he's a very good head coach because look at what he's doing with the Georgia Bulldogs. Florida looks just like a different basketball team. I love some of these matchups in college basketball this weekend. We've got, if you are a college basketball fan, You could sit in front of your couch and watch Alabama, who's ranked 8th, taking on the Houston Cougars, who are ranked number 1 for the first time since 1983. And then you have the Auburn Tigers, undefeated, ranked 11th, taking on the Memphis Tigers in the holiday hoops giving. The Kansas Jayhawks, in a border war, taking on the undefeated Missouri Tigers. I'm surprised they're not ranked. Then you have Arkansas taking on Oklahoma. Yale taking on Kentucky. Kentucky at 6-2. and two, A very disappointing start to their season. But they did get a very close win over Michigan. In a couple weeks, they take on UCLA. 
that's going to be great. And then, you know, they have a very good player. I think that Oscar Tshibli is the most NBA-ready player that's out playing college basketball right now. He averages a double-double, 14 points a game, 13 rebounds a game. When was the last time that you've seen a dominant player average 13 rebounds in a college basketball game? That's incredible. You can call me bitter about this if you want, but I have always criticized John Calipari and how he has underachieved as a college basketball coach. He only has the one title with Kentucky, but bringing all those recruits, I mean, we're talking Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, John Wall. I could just go on and on. These would have been recruits that would have went to Memphis. In 2009, when he bailed Memphis and went for Kentucky, it was a kick in the gut. I was sick to my stomach because I am a huge Memphis Tigers fan. I know that was a dark day in Memphis basketball history, but Kentucky has not exceeded expectations with John Calipari as their head coach. I mean, Tubby Smith averages just about as many wins as John Calipari, and he has the same amount of titles as John Calipari. We'll just wait and see what happens when we get into SEC play, but Kentucky is going to have their hands full with Auburn and what Bruce Pearl has done so far. Auburn is still undefeated. They're ranked. They don't have Walker Kessler or Jabari Smith Jr. Bruce Pearl has really built a culture in Auburn that's been sustainable. And I remember sitting on the couch and watching that Auburn and Kentucky game in Auburn, and it was incredible. And it's always a hot ticket. It's a very expensive ticket when Kentucky has to play Auburn in SEC play. We have a Thursday night football game on Amazon Prime tonight. The Los Angeles Rams, who's been the most disappointing team in the NFL, they have been a one-hit wonder from Super Bowl champs to Super Bowl chumps. Three and nine on the season, and Baker Mayfield will make the start for the Los Angeles Rams tonight at SoFi Stadium. The Raiders, who really are a good team, that offense goes with Josh Jacobs, the leading rusher in the NFL, Derek Carr and his favorite weapon, Devontae Adams. And the Raiders' defense is very underrated with Max Crosby. They've got some players on that back end of the defense and their D-line, and that is why I picked up the Raiders' defense on my fantasy team because they are facing Baker Mayfield tonight, and he is good for a couple of picks. He's not a good quarterback. I don't know why the Rams just decided to get him, maybe to salvage the season. But I think that Baker Mayfield is Hollywood. And so he is a good fit, and they got him real cheap. And the Rams, even though their season is over, they're still in Hollywood, and they still want to put on a show. And they have some primetime games, so why not get a primetime quarterback like Baker Mayfield to salvage the season, even though their season is done? NFL Week 14, we've got some massive games and Corey Bank will be on the show tomorrow to make some football picks. The New York Jets in the Mike White era begins, but they have a tall task taking on the Buffalo Bills. You have the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson, maybe with a game under his belt that he will feel comfortable in this offense. And Cleveland can still run the table and make the playoffs. They're only 5-7. and seven. 
taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. You got a big win over the Kansas City Chiefs at home. I think that the Bengals could start pulling away in this division. You got the Houston Texans taking on the Dallas Cowboys. This should be an easy win. 16 and a half points. I cannot believe the Cowboys are favored by 16 and a half. The Minnesota Vikings are a two-point underdog in Ford Field on the road against the Detroit Lions. They are 10 and 2, taking on the 5 and 7 Lions. And the Lions are a very good football team. They play hard for their coach. Now, in the beginning of the season, I thought that Matt Campbell would be on the hot seat. Five and seven, they're really doing it with Aiden Hutchinson. He's a very good pass rusher. And Jared Goff manages the game pretty easily. And then they're going to have their star wide receiver, Jamison Williams. He's been out all year. He's going to be in the lineup for Detroit. The Jaguars taking on the Titans. This could be a game where Trevor Lawrence could be the difference. Quarterback play could make the difference in this game because I think after Tennessee firing their general manager, I think that they are done with Ryan Tannehill. The way they got embarrassed by the Philadelphia Eagles last week was unexcusable. Speaking of the Eagles, 11-1, they have the best record in the National Football League. Trying to get that number one seed, but they have a tough road game against the New York football Giants. The Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are favored by two and a half after getting a big win over the Atlanta Falcons last week, and they are not done. The Steelers have an outside shot at making the playoffs. I cannot believe this was a primetime game. The Chiefs taking on the Broncos. That was flexed out because Russell Wilson has been the most disappointing acquisition for a new team. The Broncos are three and nine. And I think that their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, is a one-hit wonder. He will be out of a job. A lot of these teams will move off of a coach if they feel that they're not a good fit. If the team quits on the coach or if they see a culture that's not right with the organization, they'll realize, well, sometimes a hot coordinator does not equal head coach. And so I think Nathaniel Hackett will be fired at the end of the season. You got the Seattle Seahawks hosting the Carolina Panthers. Panthers season is done. After moving off of Baker Mayfield, I don't expect Sam Darnold to do anything. The Seahawks, three and a half point favorites at home. And Geno Smith has been the surprise of the league. And I think the Seahawks have a very good team. They hit on all six of their picks this year. They got two great rookie offensive linemen. And I actually am starting to get nervous as a 49ers fan when the Seahawks will host the 49ers next week on Thursday night. The Sunday night game that the Dolphins were flexed into uh, between Tua and Justin Herbert. 8-4 and four Dolphins who got embarrassed by the 49ers. That defense just smothered Tua. But the Dolphins are favored by three on the road against the Los Angeles Chargers at SoFi Stadium. And then the Monday night game, the New England Patriots taking on the Arizona Cardinals. The Patriots, who really have been incompetent on offense, can get the victory. And they got the tiebreaker against the Jets. So depending on what the Jets do against Buffalo, the Patriots could be back in the playoff hunt. And now I want to talk about the game that's really been on my mind. As a San Francisco 49ers fan, I get a little nervous every time Tom Brady comes back to the Bay Area. He's only been there once, 2016. He returns to the San Francisco Bay Area where he grew up as a kid. Went to Sierra High School in San Mateo. 
Remember, I went to high school in the Bay Area as well. Tom Brady is a couple of years older than me. So when I was getting into high school football, I'm shocked to say this, he was playing high school football right around the same time. I never even knew who he was. But he does return to the Bay Area. He was a lifelong San Francisco 49ers fan. Remember in 2019 when the 49ers were interested in getting Tom Brady? Well, Tom Brady at 45 still has something left in the tank. I thought that game was over when they were down 16-3 to to the New Orleans Saints. And Tom Brady marches back and wins the game 17-16. to Now, they are playing on a short week, and they are playing on the road. they got to travel all the way across the country. Now, the San Francisco 49ers received word that Jimmy Garoppolo will not be out for the season. In fact, his broken foot does not require surgery. So he will be out seven to eight weeks. I immediately went to my calendar to find out Best case scenario, if he's out seven weeks, when will he be back? There is a slight chance that Jimmy Garoppolo could be back for the NFC Championship. Now, that's wishful thinking. That would mean that the 49ers would have to win a couple of playoff games with Brock Purdy. I strongly feel, even though Brock Purdy does not have the playoff experience that Jimmy Garoppolo does, he is Jimmy Garoppolo-like. So he doesn't have to carry this team. The 49ers defense is just going to get better. I think with Eric Armstead back in, the D-line was able to get free. And Nick Bosa was able to sack Tua three times last week. Tom Brady is not a quarterback that gets sacked a lot. In fact, he has a quick release. He is the best release in the NFL. The matchup that people don't realize in this game. It's Kyle Shanahan going up against Tom Brady. You don't think that's in the back of Kyle Shanahan's mind? He was up 28-3 against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I know that's got to be bugging him. I think the 49ers should win this game. They are a favorite. They are 8-4. and four, And they want to keep hold of this division because I strongly feel that if they have a home playoff game, that they could at least win a playoff game with Brock Purdy. Now, Brock Purdy did not get to practice with the first-team reps before he came into the game for the injured Jimmy Garoppolo against the Miami Dolphins. But Brock Purdy, who's 23 years old, making his first NFL start against the ageless wonder Tom Brady, who is 45 years old. Now, I had to, for fun... Look up the internet to see when Brock Purdy was born. Now, he was born in 1999. In fact, December 23rd, 1999. I mean, Tom Brady made his NFL debut in 2000. So, you know, the whole Tom Brady is going up against a quarterback that wasn't even born when he first started. I don't know when that will ever happen. I mean, I'm sure it's happened. But here's a very alarming stat that I want you to think about. Tom Brady is 6-0 against rookie quarterbacks. But I was so impressed with the way Brock Purdy played against the Miami Dolphins, which it would not be beneath him to win this game because the 49ers have a great team around him. They might have one of the best defenses of all time. And I look back at the greatest defenses of all time. The 2002 Buccaneers, their quarterback was Brad Johnson. They did not have to do much, but they did have a Hall of Fame wide receiver, Keyshawn Johnson. 
They did have Mike Allstott, which the best fullback of all time. But they had such a great defense. And then the 2000 Baltimore Ravens that had Trent Dilfer as their quarterback. The 2000 Ravens may be the greatest defense of all time. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. Then I think about the 85 Chicago Bears. The 85 Chicago Bears had the greatest running back of all time, I believe, Walter Payton. And Jim McMahon really was a gunslinger, but he wasn't asked to do much. They had a decent offense. But that defense, that 4-6 defense by Buddy Ryan was absolutely incredible. Richard Dent, Mike Singletary, Dan Hampton, Dave Dwerson. I mean, on the back end, the Chicago Bears 85 team. This might be the greatest defense of all time, but how does this 49ers defense stack up against some of the greats? I don't think they're at that level just yet because if they play an elite quarterback like a Patrick Mahomes or a Joe Burrow or a Josh Allen, they know how to torch them. Now, Miami got off to a hot start. They went up 7-0, but it was a pass pattern where Talola Hufunga actually misread the play. So this is going to be a very exciting game. I actually saved this game for last. Corey and I will be on the show tomorrow as we will have our NFL picks. All right, I'm a huge fan of the match. Tiger Woods moves the needle when it comes to ratings in golf. A couple of years ago, Tiger Woods was playing a foursome with Phil Mickelson, and it was you know pre-accident. I know that Tiger Woods is still trying to get back into the shape of things. I mean, that accident that happened almost two years ago has been a major setback for Tiger Woods. But this is going to be very intriguing because Rory McIlroy... Tiger Woods, Dustin Thomas, uh, Justin Thomas, and Jordan Spieth. I mean, these are the golfers that you want in an event like this. I remember you know, watching it the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, Charles Barkley always does a great job commentating, but it was really cool. It's going to be 6 p.m. on TNT at the Pelican Golf Club in Beliar, Florida, I am the biggest Tiger Woods fan, and I hope that he is able to fully recover from that accident that happened almost two years ago. Although Tiger Woods, even though he's doing a cart just for this match, I think he's going to play in the Masters. I honestly do. I mean, he did last year, but it was tough. Tiger Woods just makes golf more interesting. I mean, half of the audience that actually tunes in to watch Tiger are not even golf fans. As uh, college football winding down, and we do have one college football game that's happening this Saturday. It is the Army-Navy game, and as a member of the military, this is a very big game for myself. Now, I was talking to other military members, and I was actually even deployed to a Navy base. So it's a big deal for Navy, and it's a big deal for Army. This game, in my mind, is the greatest rivalry of all time because it does not matter what the records are. Last year, Navy defeated Army 17-13. to Army did win three straight games. 2016, they finally broke through and won the game for the first time in 15 years. The running joke was, you know, I enlisted in the Army in 2002, and... You know, I deployed in 2004 and 2007, and Navy beat Army 14 straight times before Army finally 
won the game 21 to 17. Those Army wins from 2016 to 2018, where they beat Army three years in a row, were all one possession games. Army was able to beat Navy in 2020, the COVID year, 15 to nothing, and then Navy was able to win last year 17 to 13. This is just always has been a great tradition. And it's the only FBS game that's happening this Saturday. So that's pretty cool. All right. Before I close things on another successful show and we get ready for Braves Country Baseball with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks, I just want to say thank you for all your support. Thank you for all those who have listened to me. It has been a lifelong dream of mine to talk sports on the radio. Ever since I was a broadcasting student at Freed Hardman University and I had an opportunity to do play-by-play for the local teams, I have always wanted to host a sports talk show. I have always loved sports ever since I was a little kid. And having this opportunity to have a podcast that is broadcasted from 2 to 3 on a local radio station has been a dream of mine. I'm living out my dream. I kind of feel because of the high school football show's popularity, and that's where I got the majority of my listeners, because a lot of people here in the Chattahoochee Valley are invested in these high school football teams. I'm saying, let's just keep it going. I want to talk about high school basketball. So on tomorrow's show, I'm going to debut high school basketball, and it will kind of be the same format as my high school football show. I'm going to have top 10s for East Alabama and top 10s for West Georgia, And I'm going to talk about the key matchups. I was looking at the schedule. A lot of matchups are on Fridays and Saturdays. And I'll recap some of the high school basketball games that happened over the week as well. So you don't want to miss it. And I might even have a guest or two that could be lined up. But as we get ready for the holiday season, I just want to say hope that you and your family have a safe, holiday break. I know a lot of people are just taking time off from work. The kids are going to be out of school and we get ready to spend time with family during the holidays. I'm going to take some quality time off as well. So I'll make sure, you know, to keep this show going, I'll continue having my shows, but you know, I'll also throw in a couple of best of shows as well as we wrap up 2022. And I can't wait for an exciting 2023. It is very hard to believe that it will almost be three years. January 31st, 2020 was my first ever episode of the Sports Beat. And that three-year anniversary is coming up. I have had over 500 episodes. In fact, this episode is 518. So I had a huge milestone, my 500th episode, live at Ivy Park a couple of weeks ago. And I've brought some people along as well, including my co-host, Corey Bank, who is also my broadcast partner on the high school game of the week. And I know it's not high school football season anymore. We have state championships that are going on. But we will have the Columbus Rapids as well. And then right after that, the Columbus Lions. So the sky's the limit. I enjoy doing what I do. And I really appreciate all of your love and support. Don't forget that you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at SportsRichardH. 
as I continue posting things about sports on my Twitter page. You can also like my Facebook page. I am found on Facebook, The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And you can also get a rebroadcast of this podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us, and I hope that you're able to join us tomorrow as I will have my high school basketball show alongside my broadcast partner and co-host, Corey Bank. Until then, thank you once again for listening to the show, and I am out of here. Bye. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.